This podcast is powered by The Plug. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. something different I guess and uh was in the, in, in the grocery store and like, I got heard of it on the radio whatnot yeah kind of See, seen I've never it. even heard of it yeah like yeah. I, I've seen it out and about I guess never really made no attention yeah. and just caught my eye for some reason like I think the bottle I like it but it's kind of dope yeah. ass bottle yeah the bottle is kind yeah. of dope though so I, think, I think the bottle kind of caught my eye yeah and I just started reading about it and uh like, hey, give it a shot, man. <laughs> yeah, see what's up. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I I never heard of it, but uh, after doing a little bit of research, uh, it is a newer company. So, mm-hmm. it looks like... Like 2012. Was, yeah, 2012. Yeah. So, talking about uh, seven years, like maybe almost eight years ago. So, uh, a, a fairly new distillery um, owned by uh, a family. And, and we're not going to mention it. <laughs> Name that we won't mention. Uh, and I think they're from that Grand Rapids area, though. Yeah, I believe. They think they own that whole side of the state, too. Like, <laughs> right, you know, definitely. Some uh, evil type shit, you know? Exactly. So, if you're familiar uh, with the family that we're speaking of, then, you know, we won't have to say their names. 
Uh, but anyway, we're we're gonna move forward with this uh, with this bourbon. Uh, now, before uh, before we actually get into that, I did want to say this. Uh, also, everything we've done to this point has been Kentucky and Tennessee, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, other than the Irish whiskey, obviously. Um, but everything before that has been, you know, away from away from the northern hemisphere, I guess we yeah. call it. Um, so this is going to be the first it makes time. Makes a line, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> we won't even get into yeah. that whole conversation, not yet, anyway. But uh, so yeah, this is going to be the first northern uh, distillery that we've actually uh, done, and I'm kind of interested on what it's going to taste like. Do you, hey, before we even bust the bottle open, yeah. like, what do you think? What do you think? What so, are you expecting, I guess? Like, you, you know, you said one of the interesting facts now, like, you know, they, they do bourbon, they do vodka, they do gin. Yeah. They also do, like, mixed drinks, you know. All right, right. So right. I'm thinking it's going to be a little on the sweeter side, you know it's what I mean? Sweeter. And they do okay. the mixed drinks, it's like, you know, maybe uh, kind of a burn, you know, right after right after the nose or whatnot, yeah. but okay. I'm thinking a little on the sweeter side. On the sweeter side. Okay. That's a, that's a pretty good assumption, I guess, because obviously if you're doing vodkas and you're doing the mixed kind of drinks, then maybe... That's their tendency, yeah. so it could be. And so, they have a restaurant within their distillery, so maybe. Oh like, right, you, know, you did mention that. Yeah, so, so um, we'd actually be interested in visiting. Check you out. Right, I've never been to Holland, Michigan. Yeah. I've never been anywhere remotely close to Holland. Yeah, we'd be the first type of uh, you know what customers y'all probably not had. You know, I've been in Holland, Michigan, boy. Oh, what are you saying? That's Hope College are, area, right? Are there no black people? In, the Flying is that, Dutch. That's Hope, yeah, that's Hope College. Wow, it yeah. is where Hope College is. Yeah, the Flying Dutch. There are definitely not black people. So, you know what? <laughs> Maybe we won't make it, but we yeah. will talk about it. Y'all this open city. up something around this way. Right. Yeah, you know, maybe or maybe we, we can go. break the mold, though. You know, maybe we can break the mold. You know, got to be during the day, though. You know, daytime. <laughs> be during the day. Wow. <laughs> All right, man. We gonna we gonna get off of that, man. We go ahead and bust the bottle open, though. We'll we'll see what uh, see what it's talking about, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to the. <laughs> okay, man. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. So shout out to the Coppercraft Distillery for real. Um, I I'm not gonna lie and say that I, I wouldn't be nervous. About visiting Holland, Michigan. Uh, Not without the rest of the football team with me. <laughs> right. I, yeah, I, I would. I would tell you the truth that, that that is the case. I'm definitely not sure. And it's crazy that that we even at that point still. I mean, all these years later. 2019, baby. Right. That's what I do. I drink and no, no things. things. Little Game of Thrones reference for you, for my Game of Thrones fans out there. Yeah, even though I don't know anything about that. It smells a little sweeter. Salute. Yeah. Salute. Yeah. It smells a little sweeter. You yeah, know? it smells sweeter. Oh, definitely sweeter. Yeah. And it got that, got that burn, like I said. Wow. Yeah. You sure you ain't never had this before? I ain't never had it. Never had it. I'm not going to lie, though. Shit is good. This shit is pretty shit good. Shit is good. Yeah. <laughs> shit is good. But, yeah, you can definitely, like, even more so, because last week we did... Uh, uh, what did we do last week? Oh, Buffalo Trace. Uh, I'm saying before we had done Buffalo Trace. Oh, Buffalo Trace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had that sweetness to it. Yeah. But uh, but you can you can smell this off. Oh yeah, 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 right, yeah. Almost smell like candy. <laughs> Almost. It's not like. It's, it's not, not a bad sweet though. Don't no, get me wrong. It's, yeah. it's not like Honey Jack. Yeah. yeah. No, it ain't nothing like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Honey yeah, Jack. Yeah. It ain't like Honey Jack. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely not that, but definitely sweet. A little kind of a fruity, you know, yeah. almost caramel type taste to it, you know. Oh, that's, that's pretty nice though, mm-hmm. man. I'm kind of, hey, you really know, you kind of noticed it, huh? And it, it didn't make sense though because they, they make the mixed drinks and all that vodka. Yeah. So. 
thought yeah. that'd be sweeter. Yeah. This is something though. Like I think is I think this is a difference though. I know we talked about the Buffalo Trace being a little sweeter, mm-hmm. and I think that the sweetness that it has though is is mixable. Like this sweetness though. I don't even think I can put anything in it. I think it's going to become nasty, though. You know, like, so I don't know what you can put in it to make it not nasty. If you go back and you look at their website, I think it's kind of interesting that, that it does taste this way, right? Because most of the bourbons that, that we've been kind of, kind of talking about mm-hmm. is a bourbon that, you know, you can drink neat, you know, maybe, you know, on the rock, you know, ice cube or two, something like that. Right. If you look at their, their website and, like, what they're trying to do and kind of like the people in the ad and whatnot, you know, I think they're trying to target that kind of young professional crowd. Okay. And now, I don't think they're really into, like, there's a few, but, like, really into, like, the bourbon, like, straight. Yeah. I think they wanted in those 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 drinks. You know, like, I, okay. like we saw earlier, there was something that had ginger beer or some other stuff in it. Right, right, yeah, So right. I think they may be kind of targeted for, 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 for that type of, uh, yeah, like a mixed drink, you know, okay. maybe that type of niche, you know, market. Yeah, Possibly, yeah. and I could be totally wrong, too, but. I can see that. But it, and I guess I, I, I seen it completely opposite, though. Which is really? weird. I see it as something that I, I don't want to mix it with nothing because I feel like it's so sweet right. that see, anything I, you put in it would be like, well, yeah, you mean like a, real, a whole mixed drink, not just no, 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 not even that. Like, I'm with you, yeah. but judging it from your palate or my palate, yeah, yeah, yeah I feel it. Right. <laughs> but looking at that, I don't know, and I guess I could be off base, but just looking at their website and the people that seems to be in That's their place. Guarantors. Yeah, I think, and it may be a different type of palate there. Well, you know, which I, I'm, I'm not mad at that because... Generally, vodka, I mean, not vodka, but uh, bourbons and whiskeys have been, you know, an old white man. Yeah, old white man. Yeah, So I'm not mad at them for no, trying to gear sure. towards a, a different like, no. a different genre, especially a 2012 company. This is a fairly new, <laughs> new company. Right, yeah. So, and, and this is a sort of, this is pretty much our, our marketing uh, aim, too, or not marketing, but just our target area. It's to get some younger people involved in bourbons and whiskey, mm-hmm. and I think maybe maybe you are right. Like a, a taste like this uh, probably would be better for uh, like you know a, not even just a newer bourbon drinker, but a, a younger a younger crowd, a younger yeah, audience. Period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that though. Yeah. But I, I, I can't lie to you though. This shit is really good. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I like it though. I drink it straight. Yeah, for sure. I drink it straight. Now. The funny thing, though, is that you kind of came across this uh, while looking, you know, just looking through some bourbons and whiskeys, trying to figure out, you know, what we're going to do next. Mm-hmm. And you decide you want to do something different. And this is completely different because uh, to this point, most of the bourbons and whiskeys that you've come across or that you started out with came from the Army, right? Yeah, it came from the Army. Yes. Your, old, your old traditional stand blue bloods, exactly. you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. So this is definitely away from the box, man. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the crazy thing about this, though. Is that it is a perfect segue to what we're talking about today, right? right? Uh, because most of the things that you learn as far as bourbon and whiskeys came from the army. But I'm I'm curious. I was I'm curious though, and this this comes from like what's going on in today's world. You know everything from uh, from our economics to our politics, and in between there, obviously, is the military. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious though. Like you got a lot of bourbon and whiskey experience <laughs> from the army. You know what I'm saying? But what would you say is the where do you think the military stands in the black community? Like that, like is it? What would you recommend? I guess this is two different questions, right? So we we'll go with the first one first. Like, where do you think the military stands in the black community? And also, after that, like, do you think that the military is a necess- not a necessary but a real viable option for a black man, especially? 
Man, that's just such a. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot going in. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's um, a lot. Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna, I'm gonna preface it by saying this, right? Uh, I don't believe there's any absolutes up there, right? So, you know, right. nothing's just black and white. You know, there, there's a lot of gray area, and you know, and a lot of such things in life. Mm -hmm. uh, so personally, like right off rip, tear the bandaid off. Like, young man came up to me. Would you recommend me to join the army? I'd say no. Okay. Okay. Young black man came up to me, and I'd say no. And I have a hard time, like, I have a hard time with that because I see the ben I see what you can, you know, yeah. not only the pay, but I see the benefits and things like that from that. And I'm still getting some of those benefits now, right? right. And I, I can kind of see how it's changed my life, mm. you know, for, for the better. Right. Um, it, it also kind of made me the person that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of white folks that I, I, I well, I have known, you know, don't want to speak with so much anymore. But uh, <laughs> and so they they kind of saw a change in me, you know. Yeah. What I mean? like, you know, it was always you no, know, it wasn't never you know like the, the social butterfly, but right. you know, just you know, cool with everybody. Right. And uh, the more you start experiencing things and seeing situations with a certain type of folks, you know, start opening my eyes a little bit more, you know. And a lot of this happened when I was in the military. Yeah. And and, and, I, and I'm not, I had some really good leaders in the military that, that weren't black, you know. Uh, shout out to uh, Captain Dougal. I know you're not a captain anymore. You're a major now. Yeah. Uh, salute. Yeah, salute. He's a good dude. You know, that was my, that was my homeboy. Like, he was my boss, but, like, he just real, really just kick it with him on some man-to-man -man type shit. Right, you know? Right. White dude, you know? You know, I'll let that dude to this day. But uh, outside of him, man, I, I saw a lot of, a lot of kind of dirty, and not just with me, but, like, with, with soldiers, you know, yeah. enlisted. You know, I had, to, I had to, the benefit of being a commissioned officer where... I didn't see a lot of that. A lot of that they had to deal with. Yeah, those privates, you know, those specialists, man. They they need advocates for them, man. Like for real, because damn, is that much of a disconnect? Yes, man. Because wow. like uh, the the senior enlisted, you know, they'll kind of pass it off as like as a rite of passage. Oh, you got to learn. You got to go through this experience, and some of that's true. Yeah, but there's some things Almost that like hazing to us. Yeah, thing. yeah. There's some things that young black soldiers are dealing with, man. That like don't even need to be out there. Yeah. You know, just like little microaggression type shit. Oh, is that too much for you, homeboy? You know, oh, shit yeah. like that. You know, yeah. and like for the normal persons or whatever. Like I caught, like I would, I would call my, you know, my cats out on that. You know, yeah. excuse me, sergeant, what was that? Blah blah blah. Then a lot of them, you know, I was a junior officer, so a lot of them try to get by it with you. Then, yeah. and then you got to be on your man to man shit. Like, right. okay, you know, let, if right. you want to play that game, right. you know, don't let these strikes fool you. Play, yeah, you play stupid <laughs> games, you gonna win stupid prizes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yo, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but uh, you, you know, it, it just kind of. That's what really opened my eyes to like just, man. Even though you didn't sign on that dotted line, and yeah. you 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 are basically saying, hey, I'm joining this military. I know I'm I know what I'm getting. You know, I know what the benefits I'm going to get. Things like that. Right. But at any point in time, y'all could say, I got to go to war, war, and I could possibly die. Right. You know, and I don't have a whole lot of say over that after I sign my name. It's a wrap. Right, really. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And uh, that was kind of eye opener for me. Like a lot of the. Everyday rights that everyday you know civilian citizens have. Yeah. When you join the military, some of those rights that you don't, you can't really speak out on things or do certain things anymore yeah. because you are in the military. Because you are, yeah. yeah you so part of, you part of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like yes, you can you, you can change your life for the better. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's a long answer, <laughs> but it's a very complex, you know. Uh, yeah. But overall, man, I would say you know knowing what I know now. I would not recommend it. You yeah, know? And, but and I can understand it. Yeah, you know what I mean, I can understand, understand it. 
and that and the crazy thing about that though is that like you know I from from the previous generation I have you know family members and, and friends friends family members who were you know in Vietnam and I don't think there's been a person yet I could be wrong but there is a person yet that I know that went to Vietnam that recommends the army <laughs> like for real it's like I don't know if Vietnam was like the worst fucking war on earth. But definitely, it's get it, it gets the worst response, mm -hmm. and I think with that being said, we get to a point where it's almost been instilled in us that the army is just not the way to go for black men. And I think it's I, I guess my question with that is, what do you think really has to change about the military for it to be like a real viable option for you know the black community? And I ask that because I think we're in the same situation with police officers we like we do a lot of we do so so much belittling of the police department that black people don't want to be the police <laughs> and if the black people ain't never the police yeah. how do we actually change things for black people so i guess that same question is warranted for the military like what has to change in the military for it to be a better place for black people yeah there's uh so i'm glad you brought that up because mm -hmm. uh i wanted to talk about that too so you know, the military is seen as, you know, something, you know, being respected, you know, something being, you know, like a, uh, almost like a, uh, what, what, with some families, you know, like a status thing, yeah, right? Status you know, thing. Yeah, 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 you know, you know, um, whereas in the black community, yeah, it's, it's still like that with some people, yeah. but then you look at the police and it's like, man, <laughs> the police, man, we can't mess with them, exactly. blah, 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 exactly. you know, yeah. And so, and, and I know the military and the police are, are, are not essentially the same thing, right? Like, I get that. Close you know? enough. Especially these days. <laughs> well, we, anyway. well, we use the military kind of like as the police of other nations and whatnot. Yeah, I can yeah. see it from that aspect. But, you know, in the United States, we really, as of right now, you know, you never know what's going to happen with this fool in office. But, you know, we don't have to worry about walking down the street and even having the military, you know, pulling sure. you over, bashing your head and shit like they do in other countries or whatnot, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. That's what I mean by that. Yeah. What has to happen? Uh, I think I think it's, I think it's deeper than just what has to happen in the military, man. I think it's, it's really deeper what has to happen in society, and because you know, I look at the reasons why I joined. I wanted to go back to school, right? And I couldn't afford it. Yeah. And so, like, the only option I had at the time, without taking out more loans or whatever, <laughs> right? exactly. was to go to the military. Yeah. And I did that. You yeah. know what I mean? And, As a means to an end. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And you know, they they got me. You know, my math, the degree I was looking for. And I, I think this is this is what makes uh, I think this is what makes the military so much like, uh, like what do I want to I'm trying to see what I want to uh, use an analogy for um, it's kind of like it's almost like school too right so military to me is kind of like school in the aspect of um, it may not be the best thing for you but you're using it as a means to an end. So yeah. like a lot of people go to school because they figure it's gonna get you to point A. Yeah, or sacrifice to yeah. you know get whatever back exactly. on the back in. Yeah. So I guess I can kind of see it that way, and I think just like when you taking out loans or when you going to school, the same thing I said I mentioned in a, in a previous show is that you better have a plan. Like if you go into the military without a plan, that's the easy way to like. I, you being used regardless. Mm -hmm. All right, let's just look at it that way. You being used regardless, but. You better at least be getting something out of it. I mean, yeah. that's the way I figure. And, and, and you know, and, and that's that's what I tell. You know, I just tell all, all my, you know, and if I, if I was to act duty, I'd probably get in trouble for this. But you know, like all my young black, you know, soldiers and my and, and, and officers and whatnot, you know, 
and, and some of my younger peers for that matter, like, hey, bro, like, there's going to be this fake stigma out there that, like, if you take care, you know, if you pay attention to yourself, that that's wrong. It's always going to be about the unit and this yeah. and that. And there's some truth to that, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, to have a healthy unit, you got to have a healthy individual too, True right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. so I just make sure they know, like, hey, the, the military is going to take everything they can from you, right? Mm -hmm. On the back end, you got to get everything you can from it, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, sure. like, so, so you know, when you have that little stigma out there, where, it's, oh, you know, officers don't do this or, or sick calls or blah blah blah. Like, if you feel you're injured or something like that, you mm -hmm. go have it looked at, have it documented. Yeah. Because when it comes to that time to where. You know, you either retire or you separate or whatever, and you got to go to the VA, you got to get disability or whatnot. Exactly. And they're going to want that evidence, and it's exactly. not documented. It's going to be like it never happened. Right. Exactly. You know? True so, I mean, just, you got to just make sure that whatever, and if you don't know, ask, ask a is You know, it's better to put the work into it to kind of research and see, okay, I might qualify for this or I might be able to do this. Yeah. And someone be telling you no, then like, never even looking into it. And yeah, right. you could have been using it for however long. Exactly. I mean, um,. <laughs> So, yeah, you go into it, have a plan. Like, yeah, I had a plan. You know, I went into it. Yeah, you know, I wanted to, you know, get some money to get my degree, you know, serve out the time I needed to start to do that. And then, you know, and I moved, moved on. Right, you know? exactly. And, that, and that's, the, that's the way I look at it, too. So I, I don't necessarily, um, well, I won't say, I won't say it's a bad thing. All right, so let, first of all, let me say that. I won't say going to the military is a bad thing. But I think to piggyback on something you said a moment ago, is that it ain't nothing really inside the military that you can change to make it more, uh, you know, acceptable for the black community. The the community and the society we live in has to change. And by what I mean by that is that you're talking about, and it's not only just black people. This is the military, how they use people in general. I mean, you expect people. You come in to the military, uh, and it, it may or may not be wartime. I mean, looking at the way the situations are now, it's, it seems like it's always going to be some kind of violent situation. But like you get there, they train you on, on how to do these things, which aren't aren't societal things, basically. Like you learn to kill people, you learn how to live off the land. Like that shit, you should probably learn for real though. <laughs> but not not the killing people part. You but survival, like, survival. but yeah, but yeah. they train you for things like that, and then they send you back into a community that two things they don't know how to accept you, and then secondly they don't know what to do with you because you get back here and you're supposed to be a, a normal citizen, and what's normal? About being in active duty, <laughs> there's nothing normal yeah. about that. You know, you, you know, <laughs> for, for those that you know, they're getting deployed and things like that. You yeah. know, and the, you know, even some for some of those that have, you know, some, some of the things they've had to go through. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> when you have a thing that only one percent of the population really has ever done, exactly. yeah, there ain't gonna be a whole lot of normal about that. There's nothing you know normal I mean? about it. But then yeah. you get here and you're supposed to be normal, and then not only. Do people think you're supposed to be normal, but they don't know what to do with you when you're not? Mm -hmm. And just in case you didn't know, that is the epitome of being a black person. <laughs> hey, you know, and I want to I want to throw this out there too, right? Like I said, I would not recommend it, you know, to a young black man. Mm -hmm. And you know, and I still say that, but I guess the difference is this: like, there's some things that I wouldn't recommend, like I would not let you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? If somebody, you know, young black man came to me like, hey, this is what I, you know, this is my goal. You know, I asked him a few questions. You know, what are some of the other alternatives, avenues that you looked at to get to that goal? Right. You know, and, and if it's not viable for them, and they come down to like this, this is this is what I need to do. Then like, yeah. I got you. You know, I feel you. Like, I respect that. You know, do right. what you need to do. Like, I understand that. Yeah. You know, so like I said, you know, and within the military, obviously, it's got to be more people that look like us in leadership positions. You sure. know, yeah. a lot of those old military stigmas and paradigm, those things, those paradigms need to shift, man. There's, there's yeah. 
people, you know, want to come out and say, you know, we're, you know, anti, you know, you know, you know, we're inclusive and we're diverse and we're this and we're that. You know, one thing the military also says is that, you know, we're very tough on, you know, sexual offenders and you know, proactive about teaching education and they do those things. Right. But guess what? The military still has right. an issue with sexual offenders. Right. <laughs> you know, right. so. Even though you do those things, you know there is, there are still those elements that exist right. deeper down that need to be addressed. Exactly. That sometimes get just swept out under the rug. You know? Yeah. Now, when when you say there's a well, you say there's a disconnect, obviously between like leadership and uh, like privates. Um, and then you also say that there needs to be more black people in those leadership positions. Um, it, what what do you think is, is is stopping that from happening? Like, are black people not qualified, or they just don't want to be? Like, they don't want to be there. No, I'm not going to say they're not qualified. Yeah. You know, and a lot of it, you know, I really can't speak too much on the enlisted side of it, right? Right. I didn't spend, spend a whole lot of time being an enlisted, you know, soldier. Yeah. Um, you know, from the commission side, though, it's basically now, if you have a college degree, you know, you can go to OCS. Okay. Where, you know, it's basically a 12-week 12 12 school, ramped up, fast-forwarded, you know, how to become an officer and all that other type of stuff. All right. From a very high level, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, the cats that do the ROTC, and, and you know, and kind of—I don't want to say elitist because there's some people some, for some very humble, meager, meager beginnings yeah. and they go to West Point. But oh, okay, <laughs> the stig- you know, because I talk about changing stigmas and stuff right there, right? Because right. the stigma about West Point is that they're all elitist, you know. Exactly. Yeah. But but that's that's totally not true. Yeah. Um, Even us civilians know that. Yeah. Or we believe that, right? Right. It's true. Enough, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not. I mean, it's not far off. No, no, no. no. I'm, no, no. I'm saying oh, okay. it's, it's, I don't think it's true at all because I've okay. met some West Pointers that have been like. They, 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 they came from like for real, like, okay. came from nothing. Like, yeah. you know, they just happen to be about their business, you know? Right. And like, I respect that. For sure. Um, but one of the things, though, that, that, that re- like I said, that really needs to change is. Some of that that middle leadership, man. Okay. And what I mean by that is some of the, in, the the junior to almost senior NCOs, so mm-hmm. your sergeants, your E5s, your E6s, your, your staff sergeants, your E6s, um, and, and really at the officer level, um, yeah, at, at, at the lieutenant levels. But for the most part, you're ninety percent of your lieutenants. If you got a strong platoon sergeant, you know he's gonna be running that unit anyway. Right. The lieutenant is mainly there just to kind of sign off on things, right? right? I got you. you know. Uh, unless you have a strong lieutenant, yeah. and then really where, where, where that change comes in when you make captain, you got to get a command under you. Now you start to make decisions that affect other people's lives and stuff. Right. And and just being being inclusive of all of the um, can I say the different different situations that are out there, right? Okay. You know, um, different situations. That's yeah. no way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, because you can <laughs> no have words to say. You know, because. Because I really looked into this, man, because I was really curious about, you know, how, how this worked. Uh-huh. And you look at your your, uh, your soldiers of the month, your soldiers of the week, so, and stuff like that. You look at their backgrounds, and, you know, it's your typical, like, all-American boys. Yeah. And then you look at, like, your, some of your, you know, your disciplinary issues and whatnot, and typically it's your, your young black males. Okay. So why is that, you know? Because well, white folks just aren't better than black folks. Right. Black, black exactly. folks just aren't more, you know, so what, what's going on there? Yeah. yeah, some of that's personal responsibility. Yeah. But other times, a lot of that is what things are being interpreted. And what are these kids going through to get them to that point? True. And that's yeah. never addressed, at least in my experience, yeah. within the military. Exactly. Well, yeah, and that's something, man, how hard would that be to change, though? I mean, that's... Uh, Super hard. Super hard. Because <laughs> you think about the military, it's old. It's, it's old. all these traditions. and That's what it's built on, it's traditions, it's tradition, how things yeah. used to be. 
the, if things work well, I, I, you know, at least according to their, you know, what, what the good is, or what right. well is, yeah, success is, is, yeah, you know, under those traditions. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I don't want to sound like a pessimist, because usually I'm an optimist, but it don't really sound like uh, much is going to change in the military. <laughs> so I think I think what has to happen maybe is uh, maybe a change of perspective, I guess. So I guess maybe if, if we can identify the good in the military, then maybe more, more black people would be inclined to not only be soldiers, but to be, you know, officers and that, that nature. I think once you get some, some black people in leadership, then hopefully that'll help change some of the, you know, some of the attitude in there. Yeah. Um, but within those ranks, you know, I think it's, it's gotta be leadership that, that, you know, looks like us, you know, yeah. and come from places we come from. Right. And I pulled, I grabbed my phone, I pulled this up. Because, I mean, this is something I still refer to today, you know, for, for some guidance on some things. Okay. And it's uh, just a private group on Facebook, African-American Army officers. Okay. And uh, it's like 10, over 10,000 members, you know. Wow. Okay. So, you know, typically, you know, you go out there, you put a situation out there, you kind of, you know, maybe a hypothetical or whatever, you know, a couple courses of action or whatever. Yeah. And, and you just get some feedback, some thought. Yeah, it's and, a lot uh, of support group. Yeah, yeah. Shit, that's dope. You know, and, and it's still respect. You know, you still, you know, you just, it ain't no, you know, it's all professionals, like yeah. professional, you know. Okay. And um, I've, I've made some some close contacts within that group and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, like I said, you know, I've been out of the military since what 2015. Okay. And uh, you know, st still kind of yeah. refer to this on, at least on a weekly basis, right. you know, just oh, put some so. guidance on things. So, yeah. you know, you got people like that putting out, you know, making making policy and and, and, and affecting policy. You know, I think right. it may start to change. I got you. I mean that's that's a that's a serious thing. I don't think people understand how important that is. Only because like if you think about it, you think about the amount of money that the government spends on defense. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the military, like more than educating you, more than feeding you, exactly. More than, yeah. So you figure if they put that much emphasis on it, why wouldn't there be more emphasis on getting it right for people? You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Like why wouldn't you want to make it the best it can be when you spend? Obviously, it's important because you're spending this kind of money on it. And, and you know, uh, I think the, really the only rebuttal to that is that each service, and again, we're gonna fall back on the tradition thing. Okay. So each service is kind of has their thing, what, what they're known for. You know, like Marines. You know, people think they're tough and blah blah blah. And like they, they're tough and whatnot. You know, but they ain't nothing. I mean, that's just their reputation. Like right. I, I know, what on plenty of a Marine out there. You know, especially in Korea, <laughs> bro. You know, just we, to let y'all know, know, you know, you know what I mean? yeah, just case y'all done forgot. Uh, <laughs> But uh, you know, the, you know, the army is kind of just known as like you know, it's, it's the biggest branch. So like you know, you may have a couple, you know, uh, 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 meatheads and you know, whatever you, yeah. you know, and the navy. You know, people know it is like, hey, I get to travel a lot of places. Yeah. And the air force is kind of known, keep it really real, as the easiest. You know, yeah. and, 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 and I don't want to say I'm not going to classify. I'm not going. I'm not trying to you know cut anybody's service. You know, you sign on the dotted line. You, I mean, you get respect for me, homeboy. Yeah, you know, homegirl. Because you're doing something for a different life, something yeah. that I, I can't lie to you, dog. I can't do it. Like, I, yeah, I can't. It do takes it. a lot, man. Yeah, for real. Lot. That's why I mean, one percent of the population. Yeah. But real quick, what I, what I was getting at is that each service knows those those kind of monikers are known for, right? Right. And, and it's because of certain traditions that you know mm -hmm. in their history. Right. So they stick to those traditions so hard. This is what we want to be known as. Yeah. And as where as the off the, the Air Force spends more mo money on you know complete soldier fit or, or they call it airmen complete you know airmen fitness and like as far as physical mental 
you know, like each airman has like a uh, an associate's degree coming out of tech school or something like right. that. Okay. You know, like they really put a lot of money into this, you know, their living quarters, what they eat. Whereas the other services really don't because they yeah. want to be known as tough and this and that. Right. So there is some control they have within I each service you, really. to kind of to kind of balance that. But you. they want to be known as, hey, in the 1800s, we did this. You know, right. it's 2019, though, homeboy. You know? <laughs> 2019. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, it's just, I don't know, it's just a, again, it's a stigma. Yeah. I mean, definitely that, that needs to be changed along with the actual behavior in the military. And it's a stigma, again, like I said, because my, my experience with uh, the military or armed forces or enlisting period were, you know, given to me from, uh, you know, my old man, my homies, old man, uh, uncles and, and things of that nature who went to Vietnam. Mm -hmm. So obviously that whole, my perception of war and, and, <laughs> and the army and everything was completely, it was, it, it was hit. It was yeah. true, like from the beginning. Yeah. Like, and, and I think that, that perspective has to change more along the lines of like I think where you put it because like back in the day you know my old man told me he didn't tell me like it was a bad idea or you you better have a plan when you go he said don't go it's the worst thing ever mm -hmm. right so at least now you get to the point where we're at a point where some of us went to the military with a you know with, with a plan You're right and it worked out for what you needed to work out for and you roll with that so you get to tell the next generation down like you know what mm -hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, suggest it but if you do make sure you do A, B, and C Right, so it is an option for you. It may not be the best right. option in my eyes, but you get to make it's that decision. Like that, yeah. But before it was just like, bro, don't do it. Like, don't, don't <laughs> yeah. mess around. And you know, and I totally yeah. agree with that, right? Yeah. You know, because you look at some of those Vietnam. Well, if you go back even further, like some of the World cats came World War Two and were like treated like total shit. Yes. You know, like that was one of the biggest like propaganda machines in the German army was going sure. to like the black soldiers like, hey, why are you doing this for a country that's going to treat you like shit when you go back, right? And as much as it was propaganda, it, it's the truth. It's all facts. Yeah. It's all facts. And fact. so like, how do you recommend for somebody to go join some shit like that, you know? Exactly, yeah. And so as they're, you know, in Vietnam, you know, it wasn't, it was a little better, but not much better. Motherfuckers yeah. still getting strung out and shit like that, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, 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 and like now, it's getting to a point where I think they're really putting some attention on like, you know, this has to do with more everybody, but like mental health and shit like that. Yeah. It was kind of filtering down where, yeah, okay, you know, whereas I should classify, you know, all these black soldiers, mm -hmm. maybe I kind of need to identify with them a right. little bit more. Yeah. You know, so at least I would say this, it's definitely not there yet, mm -hmm. but at least, you know, that's on the radar somewhere now. Yeah. Whereas 20 years ago, it wasn't even out there. Yeah, you know? it definitely wasn't even in the, out, in the, out in the atmosphere. Like right. That. And, and, but you're right about the differences between World War II. I just want to go back to that real quick. Um, probably probably a little worse, obviously, in World War II and uh, a little different in Vietnam, but mm -hmm. kind of still the same, though. You figure um, people was coming back from Vietnam, what, 65, 67, somewhere in there. Like, people started filtering back to the crib. You just got to realize that, what, in 1960, right? We was just talking about this on, on my other show about uh, the integration of schools <laughs> down south, right? Um, obviously, that didn't go smooth. So, I mean, you talk about in the 60s. Wasn't the best project. Right. That wasn't the best project. But uh, in the 60s, though, you were still dealing with stuff like that. So, yeah, you going over here fighting uh, Vietnam, Vietnamese people who who probably in a worse position than we are. Muhammad Ali said it, man. Right. But then they get over there. And my old man told me this, too. He was like, there's been times where they probably should have been killed. Mm -hmm. But these people who live in lesser conditions 
recognized that our situation was so hit that they was letting people go. Yep. They was like, oh, nah, y'all good. Mm-hmm. We waiting on the white man. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like, because they know that, bruh, you worse off than us. That's how they looking at us. Like, they like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Y'all worse than us, man. Get out of here. All right, damn, homeboy. No, <laughs> no for real. Yeah, that and, yeah. But it's crazy that people outside of here recognize that, dog. And the people, the people who live here act like it don't exist. That's how is that even possible? Like, um, and this is a whole another conversation, I guess. But you know, I mean, I gotta ask it. I, I don't know, man. Like you talking about that yes, integration. Yes, I say accent. I say accent. <laughs> you talk about that integration shit, and like we we kind of talked about, like you know, last time was. Well, I brought up, you know, the maybe the point that integration is kind of looked at as this big, like this goal of what what right is, and it's white and all this other stuff. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Um, <laughs> I. I, I, I how do I want to say this, man? So, <laughs> right. You got to figure out how to say it. Yeah. It, it's... To, to, to make a long story short, man... It, it, it just, I don't know. It's just got to come from us, like, yeah. to say it in the safest way, I guess, you know? <laughs> it, it, it's Yeah. It, we, we have to be... We have to start building our own support networks and, yeah. and things like that, man. You know? It, I don't know. It, it's just so frustrating, almost... I really can't articulate it, man. Right. Just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know, man. <laughs> right. And I think that's the reason we're in the situation we are. Mm. Don't nobody know. Yeah. We don't know how to get out of it. Though. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. People just want to be on that. Hey, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and, yeah, like, yeah. and, I, and I get some of that, you know. Yeah. But then they don't want to recognize the fact that, like, what happened, you know, to your to your ancestors, and not even your ancestors. Yeah, yeah. Your grandma, your grandpa, right, you know, yeah, not even yeah, answers, yeah, right. like Previous that generation. still affects your life, you know, right definitely. now, you know, definitely, you know, as far as financial literacy, like we was just talking about a little bit ago off no, camera, yeah, it's okay. like you know, hey, we the first generation to, to really experience these type yeah. of things, right? You using know, words, yeah. no, using words like equity, yeah, exactly. It's not right, like, and it's funny, like like you may look at it as funny now. A lot of people when they got education and, and it's it seemed normal, but you know that we did come from an era where words like uh, equity. Words like financial literacy wasn't even a thing. Like yeah. I, I had never heard what? the term financial literacy. Like, like you said, you know, I heard you talking about your old man. My my, my dad is, is the same way. Yeah. You know, pay cash for everything. Pay cash for everything. Don't Boom. use no credit. There you go. Yeah. You so know. so now, like he he letting you know that he knows that credit can get you can get you messed up if you don't use it correctly. Correctly. Yeah. But yeah. he never showed you how to use it correctly because he never used it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you get in that situation where you never learn and then people try to hip you to the game and then you still end up owing a thousand dollars for like four Domino's pizzas that you ordered <laughs> at Eastern University. Yeah. But anyways and, and you know white folks, some white folks, I always gotta say some white folks, you know, they just are I kinda liken it to Trump supporters. Trump supporters don't want like they 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 know the truth and they see the truth and they witness it every day, but will never acknowledge it. Like yeah. that, like that that man is freaking an idiot and, and he's evil, really, right? Yeah. And some of white America is like that. You know, they they look at it as, dude, that shit happened like almost two hundred years ago. Blah blah blah, whatever. Get over it. Yeah. We just you know it's twenty nineteen and like. They just don't acknowledge it or, or, or refuse to understand that a lot of the shit that happened prior yeah. really affects who we are. Right. You know what I mean? And when you say, and I, I got to go all the way back to that term because I really hate that term, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. Mm. The reality of it is that, yes, we all have the capability of doing that. 
Although some of those bootstraps are made of leather, <laughs> some of those are made of spaghetti strings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we often have spaghetti strings. Yeah. So we trying to pull ourselves up, but it keeps snapping. Snap everybody don't have leather right strap. Right, or you slip it off. Right. I thought I had that. <laughs> so everybody don't have leather bootstraps, and that's the thing. Like, yes, you are able to pull yourself up if the support system is what it should be, but the support system ain't always what it should be, and. And again, I know that when when black people when we talk about things like that, it sounds like we whining. Uh, you know, well, <laughs> but it's not like we're whining. I'm, I'm gonna say this. This this morning, I got speeding ticket in, in my pocket right now, right? And if you and, and if you speed, like yeah, I get that. You know, you get caught, you got to pay the fine, all that good stuff. I was in, guess pulled over going to 77 and the 70, yeah. right? Seven over. Mm-hmm. Everybody and their mama do seventy at least seventy seven yeah. down ninety four, yeah. right? You can you go get the five over. Yeah. And usually it's five over to let you go. And I'm I'm in a black Ford Explorer. Right. You know, in the middle lane. Inconspicuous. Yeah. Like a yeah, you know, just chilling, you know what I mean? <laughs> Looking like you take a little Bobby to his dinner appointment. And <laughs> I hate to say this, but like you said, you know, you know, hey, two plus two is four, right? Yeah. You know, this old ass white dude come up to the door mm-hmm. and like I tell him right away, hey dude, you know, I'm a certified, you know, pistol license. You know, I have you know my pistol in the car down by my ankle, yeah. and like, and I see him, his eyes get that big, and all of a sudden that tell me like, dog, don't not, make a move, prepared. don't do nothing. This motherfucker scared as hell right now. Right, exactly. Right. So when that shit happens to you, like you, you just trying to go somewhere in the Ford Explorer and shit like that, <laughs> then you come holler at me. Right. Like, when you got to yeah. worry about your life and shit, like just doing seventy seven into seventy, yeah. something ain't right, cause right. like in twenty nineteen something fucked up, for real. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. Simple as that. <laughs> yeah, but no, just, just, now this is a whole other subject, which we might actually, we're going to say that for a different show. But the fact is that when you are a trained police officer at this point, um, I know it's scary. Like, you know what? I, uh, some stuff I'm not going to do, I'm not willing to do because I know that I may react like I would because I'm from 48205. Like, I, you know, yeah, I'm, I may be like that. So possibly I'm not a good candidate to be a police officer. But I just feel like if you train to be a police officer and at this point, uh, carrying is legal, especially if you if you in Michigan, you know that it's legal. So you know that it's a possibility that anybody you stop, the 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 thirty five year old soccer mom or the nineteen year old uh, dude who looked like he just got off a rap video and <laughs> shit, right? I'm just saying, right? Mm-hmm. Any of these people, the sixty five year old grandma, she can yep. be strapped yep. because it's legal. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, like, if you're not prepared to deal with everybody the same, like I. I I know it's probably easier said than done, but if you're an old police officer, you've been doing this for a while. You should be, you should be all right. You know what I'm saying? I shouldn't feel like, damn, he didn't got scared. Like, like I should, you know, yeah, exactly. I shouldn't feel like that. If you get scared, you should be able to control it to a point where, yeah. like, I can't tell because this is just like, dog. I use this reference all the time, dog. When I ride an airplane, dog, I always get the front seat. Always, always because. When shit happened on the plane and you get the bumping and shit, I look directly <laughs> at the stewardess, right? I look at the uh, flight attendant because when she get nervous, then I know we going down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so this is just like the police, right? Mm-hmm. If I look at you and you scared, I know something about, something about to go wrong. Because if you scared, it's fucked up. Because when you hit the lights, I got scared. Yeah. Because I'm black. It, it, <laughs> so as soon as you hit the lights, I got scared. Yeah, because my life is in danger right now. Like, Dog, you know what I mean? Right now. People yeah. really don't. I swear, we're going to do a whole another show on that. Actually, His eyes literally got that big, and they're just like, That's Dog, not what you want to see. I'm keeping my hands, right? Like, for real, because do what you need to do, man. Exactly. That's yeah. not what you want to see. Yeah. Just like when you look at the stewardess and her eyes bug out, mm-hmm. it's not what you want to see, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Yo, so and you shouldn't have to worry about shit like that in day one day basis, right? Yeah, you should not have to worry about that. I mean, that's the, that's the point of being black in America yeah. and in the military, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, so just to slide back to the uh, bourbon so we can get up out of here, man. Now, like I said, this is one of the bourbons that, uh, one of the only bourbons to this point that uh, we actually tried that wasn't first tried by you in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think? I like it, man. Yeah. It's you know, it's uh, it's good. You know, yeah. I, I, I buy. It. Oh, we I ain't really talking about price point. Okay. Um, yeah. I think it was like uh, it's like thirty nine, forty dollars. Forty dollars. I mean, it's a little. I mean, I don't want to say higher end, but a little more than some of the bourbons we've had on here already. Yeah. Um, but you know, I drink it again. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So shout out to uh, Copper Craft, man. Uh, we may never make it to Holland, Michigan, uh, <laughs> but we are certainly giving you a shout out because uh, you know, you got some bourbon. For lack of a better term, uh, the shit is good. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> so it it was uh, it was ranked in Michigan as the number one uh, whiskey, also ranked in Metro Times. Um, so they weren't lying. It's, no. it's pretty good. Like yeah. I, I have to admit, and it's it's crazy because some of the other bourbons and whiskeys that we've uh, done so far, I've actually already had. Um, this is one I haven't had, and then I know uh, probably next week or in a few weeks we'll do uh, uh, Russell Reserve. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this is. I was surprised. And what I'm even more surprised, though, is that you knew it was going to be sweet. I kind of think that yeah. you had some of this. No, I, I swear. This is the first time I ever had some. Yeah. I mean, you called it off rip, though, because when I first smelled it, I'm like, oh, this, yeah, this is sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it's like not a like a, a fruity sweet, not a not a, not a a candy sweet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, it's, it's not honey jack sweet. Okay. Right, here we go. It's not honey, honey jack, jack. sweet. <laughs> So I'm gonna uh, refresh this a little bit so we can uh, so we can toast on the way out of here. Uh, don't forget, man, if you are checking us out for the first time or if this is your fifth time, uh, it doesn't matter. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you do subscribe to the YouTube uh, station. Also, uh, follow us on IG uh, and on Facebook. So on IG, just gonna hit beers, bourbon, whiskey, uh, and then on Facebook, it's gonna be the beers, bourbon, whiskey podcast. All right, so make sure you follow us there on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, actually, follow Copper Craft uh, Distillery yeah, as well. So yeah, check them out. Yep, check them out. They're on uh, they're on Instagram. I couldn't find them on Facebook, but they are on Instagram. So make sure you follow them and check this out. It's a pretty good, uh, pretty good bourbon, though. Actually, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is again, this is my first bourbon that wasn't from Tennessee or Whit or uh, Tennessee or whiskey. Yeah. So you see, it's uh, it's pretty potent too. Uh, <laughs> wasn't from Tennessee or Kentucky. So this is a this is a good change. I did have a bourbon from uh, from DC. It's called filibuster. It was a uh, local, a local brand. Mm. Out, political terms, out political there. terms, yeah, right? Filibuster. But yo, it was, it was great. If I can get my hands on a bottle of that, I might see if I can order one or something because mm. it was, it was actually really good. And, okay. and I, it was, you know, DC. Um, I, I haven't seen any here, so like it's probably on that eastern seaboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna see if I can find it because it was really good too. Oh, I forgot. To, oh, I think I sent you a picture, but, but I got me oh, a, right. a bottle of Rock Hill Farms. Though. Yeah, yeah, you showed it. If y'all don't know Rock Hill Farms, if you can find it, you know, yeah. go out there and see if you can see. It might cost you, cost you upwards of about one twenty a bottle yeah. or so. You know, because bottle, it's so hard to find. That bottle looks elegant. Dog, oh. <laughs> when I see the bottle, I'm like, yeah. oh. Okay, that's, I don't, I don't that's know. fancy. Hey, I don't know when I'm cracking it. You know, maybe, right. yeah, special, occasion. special occasions. You know, maybe when I get my first, you know, firstborn. Or something I was, like I was that, just gonna know. say, you yeah. might want to say that for that. Yeah, for yeah, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, so we gonna go ahead and finish this bottle, and I want to thank everybody who checked us out today. Also, don't forget, please leave comments below, and we will respond. Uh, we are live every Wednesday, or at seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you don't uh, catch the live show, you can always go to www. 
eblockradio.com. But uh, to the next time, man, this is beers, bourbon, and whiskey, and it's my boy, my boy, Bull holding it down. I say with this good, this good ass kind of copper crab. This shit good though. <laughs> and your boy, man, Q Lewis, man, we are representing from the four eight two zero five. Don't ever forget that Black Bourbon Society. Holla this stuff for real. <laughs> Salute. Hey. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or your company are looking to jump into the podcast world, now is the time. The Plug Agency is here to connect you to the full power of podcasting. You just record and leave the rest to us. The people are listening and want to hear from you. Theplug-agency.com. That's theplug-agency.com. Click the link in the episode description for an exclusive offer.